everybody. Welcome back. This is Mackenzie Horner here coming at you from Before the Downbeat, a musical podcast. I am once again joined by the Canadian B. Arthur, director extraordinaire, <laughs> Autumn Smith. Uh Mac, you're hired. I'm just going to bring you around <laughs> everywhere with me, and you can introduce me to everyone I meet. I will happily Hello, do that. Hello, everyone. <laughs> welcome, welcome. So, so far, you've heard our lovely episodes on um, intro to musicals. Yes. You've heard our lovely episodes on West Side Story. You bet. And now... We will be jumping ahead in the musical theater timeline to the rip roaring mega musicals of the 80s. You got it. With what, Autumn? Here we go. Chess. King and Queen and Rook, and Bishop Knight and Paul Paul. Took on the look we know today the modern game was born. And in the end, we see a game that started by mistake in Hindustan. Unboosted in the main by waters now around become the simplest and most complicated pleasure yet devised But just the kind of mind who would appreciate this well-researched and fascinating job One not night the, in Bangkok Not the board game, <laughs> not the board game, the actual <laughs> musical <laughs> Woo! I'm excited about this one. Yes, Autumn, you chose this musical. I did. So I certainly did. Why did you choose this show in particular for one of our you, first episodes? You know what? It is. <laughs> I totally geek out over this musical. Uh, I it's I it's written by um, the guys of ABBA. That's true. That would do so, it. So, as a child of the '80s, I would be disowned if I did not like this musical. <laughs> and it's it's my favorite lyricist, Tim Rice. So mm. they came together and worked on this musical. Um, this is pre Mamma Mia, everyone. I know <laughs> everyone knows a Mamma Mia, but to me, this is a far more interesting and elaborate musical. Oh, absolutely! This yes. show has way more plot depth well, than Mamma Mia. Mind you, Mamma Mia still has a cute it's family cute. plot, but it's it, compared to the Americans versus Russians and the yeah. whole concept of the Cold War and how it's an <laughs> allegory in chess, like well, yeah. you, can get, you can get a lot into this musical in particular. I, I, I really love it. And you basically just gave away the plot line. Well, why don't you give us a little bit more uh, an in-depth so, kind of rundown uh, of what this plot it's, is. It's... It basically revolves around a Cold War era chess tournament mm -hmm. between two grandmasters. Right. Uh, one, uh, Freddie from uh, the U.S. Yep. And Anatole from the USSR. Yes. Which is now Russia. Yep. <laughs> and basically, uh, it is it's a chess tournament. Mm -hmm. um, but everything that goes into that and the intricate relationships um, that surround it with um, the uh, Freddie's fellow American Florence, and she falls yes. in love with a Russian, and the Russian wants to um, defect defect to the U.S. But he's married, and it's it's very intricate. Of course, like Lana of chess. It is. Yeah, no, of course, Lana. Anatoly's um, wife. She does not get a fair rap in this musical. Yeah, she's yeah. really pushed aside. 
she is. She is. Yeah. She has some great songs. In Absolutely, um, she does. We'll get into those and, songs. Uh, it's loosely based on uh, Bobby Fischer. Yes. So yes, yeah, uh, so an whole chess tournament yeah. that took place. It's a it's a huge allegory. Yeah. for the Cold War. Tensions. It is. And Florence is from Hungary, so that plays into yeah. it. And um, you also got the Russians having their secret Rocky chess master villain that they bring out in Act Two. Oh yeah, to fight to fight Anatoly, which is like right out of Rocky Three. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> so, that's right. Rocky Three. I can't believe you brought that up. Well, that's great. It's, it's, Why not? It's it's, it's it's once again it's America versus Russia with the word it and Russia. For a moment. Okay, go. I just heard that they made a new Rambo movie. They did with. Uh, that sounds, I, it sounds terrible. To be honest, the reviews haven't been fantastic from what I understand. Yeah. Rambo has never been one of those yeah. movies that I've gotten into. My mother loves Rocky. I don't. I don't yeah. get Sylvester Stallone's accent in that movie. I, I, I find him. No, I don't get any of it. Actually, it's funny enough. My friend's mom actually met Sylvester Stallone. No when way. she was in Vegas, she, he walked into the elevator which she was in. Shout out to you, Penny. Sure enough, she turned in and said, "Oh, Mr. Stallone." He went, "Hello." That's hilarious. Apparently, he's a massive racist. Oh, Something great. Alzheimer. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Well, I was listening to my other favorite podcast. Oh, what says that? My favorite murder. My favorite murder. Okay. Um, Wait, is he on that for some reason? Shout out to that. No, they were just talking about it. They, they talked like this oh, okay. at the beginning of their okay. episodes. Gotcha. And uh, <laughs> we're talking about it this week, and I'm like, that sounds terrible. So we talked to Rocky, and now we're talking about So there, there you go. go. There you go. Perfect. What's new in the What's new in the world? <laughs> it's true. Have you seen any new shows lately? Have I seen any new shows? No, no, I have not. That's really sad. Ah, it's okay. I mean, I'm like on TV. No, no, no. I mean, like plays, musicals, plays, anything like that. No, no, I haven't. No, I'm going to see the election at Theater Pasmarani. Ooh, let me know how that is. I will. It's I'm going to see Little Shop of Horrors tomorrow in Stratford. I'm jealous. And then, we'll... oh, that's one we could do. I yes. love that musical. In fact, um, my beautiful little man Reed just bought a Venus flytrap. Fantastic. So maybe he can be a guest visitor. Absolutely. And talk a little bit about. Mm -hmm. um, plant itself perfect <laughs> when we get to that musical absolutely yes and then last week i saw the front page at the festival oh how was that it actually was pretty good i would say the first act is the slowest out of the three once the first act kind of wraps up toward the end it really picks out because because it's based off a 1920 play that was entered yeah. into the movie um, That's right. And, that, and now it's being turned back into a play, an updated version of the play again. Oh, okay. So it still works like within the three structure, a three act structure. Who uh, wrote the adaptation? Uh, let me check. Hold on. Because I saw a version of the front page in Marietta, Georgia. How oh, random is that? Parade reference for anybody um, who will be listening later on I'm down the road. Right, Marietta, Georgia. Um. Uh, years ago, my friend Monica Williamson, who I I went to Oxford with, mm -hmm. that sounds like so bougie. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it, it is true. I, I did do that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we're gonna stop that. Yeah. But she was starring in the front page. Did she play Cookie? She did. Oh, I love that character. In Mariana. So um, that that's my only. Yeah. So it was directed by Graham Abbey. Directed the production. Yeah. And it was adapted by Michael Healy. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that so, makes sense. So, yeah, Ben Carlson um, stars as, like, the main reporter guy, mm-hmm. the one that's leaving. And you got, um, oh, what's your name? Playing Cookie. Hold on. Oh, Matt Be- Baby? Yeah, playing Great. Cookie. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. And then you got, so like, um, um, Juan uh, uh, Chiron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's playing the mayor, which oh, okay. is, like, hysterical. Him and, um, oh, what's his name? How do you say his name? It's Kioran. Kioran. Juan Kioran. He's great. And then He's you also a great, got Michael. He's a great singer. He is. He played Piran in Evita and Stratford. Mm, he yeah. was fantastic. Mm, um, and he also played um, Petru- um, Petruchio in Kiss Me Kate in Stratford as well. Yeah, that's, um, that's good. That's and then Michael Shira as uh, Sheriff Hartman. Mm-hmm, yeah. The two of them together, Juan and, Juan and Mike, were absolutely an hysterical combo. Yeah, I can believe that. And they killed it, especially now with all the modern politics that go on. There's so many little references, like the one moment where, like the Russian, where like the reporters ask, "Are you working with Russia?" And the whole audience breaks out laughing because the question goes to the mayor, and he goes, "Absolutely not." Oh, that's awesome. So Michael there's Healy a, writes a lot about uh, politics. Poli- uh, yeah, absolutely. But our current political yes. climate, right? Like. Yeah, there's a lot of great. The, this musical was absolute. A musical. This play was absolutely wonderful. I would say if they tightened up the first act just a little bit because it took a little while to get into the plot. Yeah. But once they tightened that up just a bit, it would be. So they should. They should. Uh, have a dramaturg. Go see it. Yes, absolutely. Go see it before the before the season ends in in November. It's an early morning for us. It is. And <laughs> I was out singing karaoke last night. What is your karaoke so... song? Oh, I have a few. Okay. I have a few. Any from musicals? I, um, uh, um, Sarah and I last night did A Whole New World. Good one. From Aladdin. Yep. Um, I also braved Let It Go, which was... Ooh. Mm, I love that you are supportive. Yeah. Um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like... I, you guys should have done Bosom Buddies from Mame. You two could kill I, that song. Yeah. Yeah, Mame. That's I, another one we got to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we got to talk about Mame. Um, no, I, I like musicals are really hard to find on karaoke. That's weird. I know. Otherwise, let's I'd get on that. People be singing a little bit of chess. Yes. Someone else's love, story. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But other ones too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tangent. We kind of gone on a little bit of a. <laughs> That was great, here. That was a good tangent. It was. We got to kind of update people in the world of theater that we were Abs- kind of watching yes. and seeing. So we kind of can yes. oh, give feedback. And I've started my own theater company. <gasps> oh, should, my goodness. How can I we have forgotten that, that topic? Yes, absolutely. Give us the rundown uh, on that, Autumn Smith. Well, I, I, as I live in Muskoka now, yeah. uh, I decided to bring quality theater performance and education good. to the area. Yeah. So I started a company called Littlewood Smith. Nice. And, of course, it's my last name. Combined with Muskoka? my no, my idol Joan Littlewood. Ah, very good. Yes. So, um, so what type of things are you teaching them up there? Like, what type of classes do you have running um, for anybody up in Muskoka who wants to know more about yes, this? Yes, come join us. Um, I it's it, right now. I'm just focusing on youth. Okay. So putting youth in the driver's seat to nice. devise collective creation. Ooh, fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, we'll see. And All right. I'll be doing something. Um, with a little theater up there, which we'll talk Ooh. more about when everything is a done deal. All right. Stay tuned for that fun little tidbit. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. So we've talked it. We, so we've given you the plot. Uh, we've given you oh, yeah, we why did. Autumn <laughs> chose this show. Autumn, why don't you now give us the 
production team of this oh man mega musical <clears throat> masterwork. Let me go back to my notes. Here. Mm-hmm. Well, as uh, of course I mentioned this before, but it's it's written by our good friends Benny. Uh, no, I'm gonna mess this up. Oh, goody! I, so this is one of those those things. I practice these. <laughs> I even had Siri say them back to me. So it's Bjorn Ulveus. That's how Siri said it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's part of the ABBA uh, team. Okay, uh, Benny and Bjorn. Okay. Um, he's a Swedish songwriter, producer, oh. and a member of the Swedish mega musical group ABBA. Love it. Uh, he's uh, the co-composer of the musicals Chess, uh, Christina from Duvmala. No idea what that one and is. Mama Mia. Of course. I I don't know if that's actually how you say Christina from Duvmala. <laughs> but it's, you know what. That's when you should open Muskoka. You know what, you just BS it and people will, people will go along for the yep. ride. And he co-produced the film Mama Mia with yes. uh, his great friend mm-hmm. and colleague, Benny Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, who is the other half of ABBA. That's true. Goran Bror, Benny Anderson, mm-hmm. um, is a Swedish musician, composer, and of course, fellow ABBA uh, member. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wrote those musicals with Bjorn. Of course. And um, he was involved with both film versions of Mamma Mia. The sequel Mama to Mia And Mamma Mia... Here we go again. Yoshi <laughs> uh, is a ghost. And he served as the executive producer for those. Wonderful. And since this is a fun fact, since 2001, he has been active with his own band. Oh, interesting. I know. How fun is that? Yeah. Um, so those are the two composers. Okay. Um, and then we have. Uh, the wonderful mm-hmm. Sir Timothy Miles Binden Rice. And here is his bio, because we do other stuff with him later okay. in the season, but we so, will do his bio now. Friends, it's long. I'm sorry. I'm not going to cut this one short. No, you got to honor like uh, the, the the knighted man. He's 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 great. So um, it's actually not that one. Uh, he's an English author and lyricist. Okay. He is best known for his collaborations with one Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes. With whom he wrote Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor mm-hmm. Dreamcoat. Uh, of course, Jesus Christ Superstar, yes. which we will uh, come to. And Avita. Yes. Uh, with Bjorn and Benny, he wrote Chess. Mm-hmm. Um, he also wrote um, additional songs for the Western revival of Wizard of Oz. Did he really? With, yeah, with Lloyd Webber. Of course. Uh, and the musical King Dave. Oh, wait. And he works with um, Alan Menken. Of course a he lot. does. Yes, he does. Uh, and he, Big Disney Renaissance, those yeah, two. Yeah, right. Um, well, once Ashman had passed, passed yeah. um, he became one of Mankin's solid partners. So mm-hmm. he was involved with Aladdin. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. Beauty and the Beast and yes. the musical, the very popular musical, King David. What the hell is that Anyone? one? Bueller. Bueller. Didn't think so. No. Uh, he also uh, is a frequent collaborator with Elton John. I was about to say. And he did Lion King, mm-hmm. Aida. Yeah. And did the DreamWorks animation uh, Road to El Dorado um, with Ennio uh, Morricone, who is a great, he wrote the mission. Awesome. Okay. Awesome uh, composer. I wonder, 
because they just announced Elton John's going to be doing the music for the new Devil Wears Prada musical. I wonder if they'll bring in Tim Rice to come help with that. I don't know, but one of my, um, because I used to work at Stage Door Manor in New York. Yes. Uh, Shout out. Hey, hey, Stage Door. (laughs) Make sure you're listening. Uh, Yeah. Um, One of the people working on that was uh, a former student at Stage Door when when I was directing there, Shana Tao. Really? Phenomenal. Okay. Just, uh, I believe she might have worked on Waitress as well. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, gifted, gifted, gifted. Okay. um, Gifted musician. Awesome. And writer. Um, So, I don't know if Tim's on that one. He's been ousted by by Shayna. That's great. That's okay. Uh, Sorry, Tim. Oh, well. Everyone Tim's got a lot of credits to his name. Yeah. It's true. Well, look at Sondheim. He had his run throughout the 70s, uh, 80s, 60s, and now he's kind of taking a back seat. Because he's, he's helping other people. Exactly. That's, right. That's what he does now. Um, he is one of the most celebrated lyricists in British popular culture. Mm-hmm. Of course he is. He was knighted by Queen Elizabeth II for services to music in 1994. Awesome. He has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. As he should. He's an inductee to the Songwriters Hall of Fame. is a Disney legend recipient and is a fellow of the British Academy of Songwriters, Composers, and Authors. The two th- oh, This is fun. 2016 Sunday Times Rich List values rice at $150 million. Whoa! He is the 15th richest music millionaire in the UK. Okay. And he is one of 15 artists to have won an EGOT. There we go. So in our last episode of Westerner, we couldn't figure out who won the EGOT. Now you know... It was it was Tim Rice was who, Timmy. who who we were thinking of. Timmy. So Timmy is our first Tim, Mr. Rice story. Yes, Mr. Rice. We um, have figured out you are our first egot person of the podcast. Egots, I mm-hmm. love it. Do you know what that's from? Egots, Music Man, of course. Very it's Sunita. That's very good. I'm so glad. <laughs> of like, course, you say that's not going to be lost on you. No, hell no. Um. It might have been lost on me, depending. You never know. You never know. Um, so the 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 piece um, mm-hmm. was originally set to be directed by Michael Bennett. Okay. Of course, line fame. Yep. Um, after casting the show and commissioning uh, the set and costume designs, yep. he had to draw out of oh. um, yeah directing it because. Uh, he had health-related problems due to AIDS-related lymphoma. Oh, no. Uh, and he died so tragically at the age of 44. Wow, he was young. Well, it was it was in that time. That's right? true, 80s, like, yeah. Yeah, it was the 80s. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on with these crisis during that time. Yeah. And we'll have to talk about falsettos. Yes, that's, uh, on, our that's on our upcoming list. season that's list of shows that will be talked about. Um. So, so yeah, who came was, in instead? That was very tragic. So, Sir Trevor Nunn. Ah, famed director of Je- um, um, Nicholas Nickleby, yes. Cats, oh. uh, Les Mis. So good. Uh, like, Trevor Nunn. What He's coming to say? Toronto. What? He, he, he Apparently he's doing a new production of Cats here in Toronto. Oh, that, that that's going to be well, coming not, up in uh, November. There's not very many directors I would like to meet, but Trevor Nunn is one of them. I would agree with that. 
Um, he, beyond like the musical stuff he has done, he was the artistic director for the Royal Shakespeare Company, yep. the Royal National Theater, yep. and the Th- Theater Royal Haymarket. Oh my goodness. Um, he's like just every yeah. major place. He's done uh, Mackers. Yeah. I mean, we're not in the theater, so I no. can say Macbeth. Uh, he's spanned, uh, his career has spanned into operas, musicals, cats, you've mentioned, yeah. Les Mis. Um, plays pl- uh, like so many so many plays yeah um he's been nominated for the tony award for best direction of a musical uh best direction of a play mm-hmm. Lawrence olivier award for best director drama desk award for like every anything he, he's got it all he won tony's for cats les mis and nicholas nickleby that um, two-parter epic and i'm gonna stop here because nicholas nickleby i saw it mervish brought it i wish i'd seen this production mervish brought it and to this day it is in the top five productions that i have ever witnessed okay it was miraculous i wonder if they recorded a, a did a recording of it they might have but they did it with the chichester festival that's who brought it okay but it was a, a revival of his original staging okay i'll have to check broadway hd where they yeah do you know what broadway hd is yeah yeah so i'll have to check on they that to see it. see if they have a copy but it's it's long but well, it's, it's a two-part it's play magic. I saw it three times, all of uh, both parts. Oh my goodness! Like, how 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 did you sit through all that? That's like because it was just six to ten hours. Simple, beautifully uh, crafted storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like it, someone's got to do a revival of that play. Uh, yeah, or do another Dickens play. Yes, and, and just yes, we. I love Dickens. I. You we will know? be talking about Dickens in an upcoming episode. Yes, in season, but it's, you have to wait till season two. Season two, but then also he, then also Dickens is referenced in a musical this season. We'll get to that. Oh, probably. I know what you're talking about. I think I do. Okay, we'll find out when we get there. Mm. <laughs> See, now he's piqued my curiosity. Okay. So <laughs> Uh, Trevor Nunn is one of the most influential people in British culture. Uh, so says the uh, Telegraph in two thousand eight. Yeah. Um, uh, he he. The chess is his one time uh, favorite musical. I think he said in two thousand one interview mm-hmm. with the San Francisco Chronicle. Tim Rice admitted that after the comparative failure of chess, his all time favorite. He became disillusioned with the theater. Really? Yes. He commented, this may sound arrogant, but chess is as good as anything I've ever done. And maybe it costs too much brain power for the average person to follow it. Mr. Nunn. Those those are fighting words. You bring it. You bring it. I would say I like Les Mis more than chess. I would just like to say... Um, we will notice that Tim Rice is not on Mamma Mia. That is true. <laughs> he is not. Um, so he's pretty true to his word. And it, was Trevor Nunn? No, Trevor Nunn didn't do anything Mamma Mia. No, but I'm saying, you know, <laughs> um, that's kind of, you know, yeah. he's 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 setting himself apart. Yes. In the uh, what he deems to be an intelligent music. I wonder what Trevor Nunn thinks of Mamma Mia the musical. Oh, I think he probably hates it. <laughs> I'm going to speculate that he has written off Benny and Bjorn. 
Poor Benny and Bjorn. Poor Benny and Bjorn. But you know what? They're making a lot of money. It's true. So, you know, they're ABBA. Yeah. And <laughs> keep on making money <laughs> off their songs. Absolutely. Well, um, apparently they're getting back. Like, apparently they're doing like a, a one last world concert tour listen, of all of the listen, original four ABBA people. I would so go see that. We, we should go see that and, and like do a Patreon we could review do once our Patreon is set up. Sorry, that was me drinking my morning latte, everyone. It's iced. Uh, the cling, 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 cling. <laughs> um, then you have one more person involved in this. Who is it that? It is um, the person who wrote the book. Oh. For the Broadway, the American version. And who was that? Uh, his name is Richard Joanne Nelson. Okay. Uh, an American playwright and mm-hmm. librettist. Mm-hmm. He wrote the books um, for James Joyce's The Alive. Okay. And the Broadway version of Chess. Okay. Um, and he also wrote the critically acclaimed play cycle, The Apple Family Plays. Never seen that. Is it good? I have no idea. Okay. I do not know it. I... I know James Joyce's uh, work, obviously, okay. but I don't know that musical. Okay. Um, no, I only know chess. Fair enough. Which we'll get into. All right. Is that it for the team? That's it. Sorry, that was a very long window. That is okay. It's a, this is a big team. A lot, a lot of big name members on this team. Yeah, it's a, well, it's ABBA. It's true. ABBA and Trevor Nunn and Tim Rice. Like, yeah. Four big names of musical theater, big, right? Big like names. mixed all in here together. So big names. production history-wise, this is one of our more interesting storied production mm-hmm. histories. And you mm-hmm. probably can jump in because you probably know it a little bit more than I do. So lyricist Tim Rice had long wanted to create a musical about the Cold War. During the mid-1970s, he had discussed writing a musical about the Cuban Missile Crisis with his usual collaborator, composer Andrew Lloyd Webber, which I think would actually be a great idea. Like JFK singing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, But the idea, unfortunately, never came to fruition between the two of them. Uh, In the late 70s, uh, Rice got the idea to tell the Cold War story through the prism of the longstanding United States-Soviet chess rivalry. He had earlier been fascinated by the political uh, machinations of the 1972 match of the century with Bobby Fischer and Boris um, Spassky. I guess is the Russian name. We'll go with that. Yeah, okay. Sure. Um, however, when Rice wanted to start working on the new musical in 1979, Lloyd Webber was already underway with his own independent musical. And can you guess what that musical was? What's that? And to Lloyd Webber? Yes. He, he was busy doing another one of his own independent productions. Can you guess which one it was in 1979 he was working on? Cats. Bingo. So. I win. You What's do. You get all my adoration. Oh, wow. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Lloyd Webber was working on Cats, which means he was unavailable. Therefore, it was suggested that Rice work with uh, Benny and Bjorn. I love it. Because, uh, you know, that would be the natural. From the neutral Sweden. Right? <laughs> okay. They're neutral territory. I know. Benny and I know who will write this musical with us. Yes, exactly. Swedes. I love it. It's great. Because um, apparently Tim Rice knew that they, these two, Benny and Bjorn, were looking to develop and produce projects outside of ABBA land. So awesome. he was like, all right, let's do it. So all through 1982 to 83, the three men worked on the music and lyrics it was decided to raise funds. They would release a concept album. Yes, just we a, love those. It's true. Like Tim Rice is like king of these, doing these concept albums. Like he did it for Evita, 
for Joseph, for Jesus, Jesus Christ Superstar. Christ. Yeah. Like, it's a proven method for him that works. So he's like, if the, th- if the thing works, why change it? Um, so as we talked about, directorship uh, changed hands. Mm. Uh, so with Trevor Nunn directing, Chess premiered in London's West End on May 14th, 1986, at the Prince Edward Theatre and closed ni- um, 1989 on April the 8th. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original production starred Tommy Coburg mm-hmm. uh, as Anatoly, Elaine Page as Floris v- uh, Vassi, mm-hmm. uh, Murray Head as Freddie Trumper. Yes. So fantastic cast. The show so received good. mixed reviews overall, but ultimately it would be unfavorable with critics, with some complaints about the show being too long and not having enough depth. Now we get into where this uh, show takes a bit of a right turn down the rocky road oh, is awesome. when the show came to Broadway in 1988. It was dramatically changed uh, to fit American audiences. <laughs> Such changes include making Florence an American. Uh, the main AKA, diff- they dumbed it down. Yeah. the what they did. Exactly. The main, call it what it is. It's true. I would say the main difference between the London and Broadway is that in the London production, there was only about two or three minutes of spoken dialogue. Now in the remounted Broadway, there's like a full-on book um, that was supposed to clarify topic uh, and plot points. It uh, uh, really becomes a one-third dialogue-based musical. Yeah. Uh, the play's American um, 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 incarnation was, uh, was also notably different by having the settings and lyrics, song orders, in a, in a completely different act two from the British version. In particular, in the American production, the entire show is about one chess match, not two in the original British version, where it totally switches setting from Murano to Bangkok. Mm-hmm. Now it's all setting around one chess match. Act one involves the first part of the match, which is held in Bangkok, Thailand, while the second act handles the conclusion and is set up in Budapest, Hungary. So there you go. Also, mm-hmm. the, also the incumbent champion is switched in the American version. That is Anatoly Sovietsky rather than Freddie uh, Trumper. So Freddie easily Freddie wins in the American version. A- according to my research, yes. And, or, or sorry, no. And the winner is Sir is is is, uh, is I'm sure is uh, So Anatoly does win, but they switched it so it was the American that was kind of the winner at the beginning, and then ultimately it's Anatoly who comes out on top. I think no. Or is it the other way? I think it's the other way around. Okay. I haven't read the book, uh, and this is my apology. I have not read the script, the book of this uh, musical in a very long time. Well, there's so many different versions of it now where it's like, it's hard Um, to figure out which version is the right one that gets done. Because they have that one, they now have the concert versions they did. Like, it is, like, this musical has gone through so many revisions. It's like, why change it when the 1986 version that opened in London seemed to be the one that worked best for people? Either way, the production opened on April 28th, 1988, but it closed due to poor reviews and audience attendance. Uh, and, sorry, low audience attendance on July 25th after only 17 previews and 68 regular performances. So an absolute flop for Mr. Rice and Benny and Bjorn. So Freddie, the American, yes. in the American version, mm-hmm. Broadway version, yeah. Freddie wins Endgame. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. So let's see once again they uh, yeah, changed it, it up. It, it actually American talks came about on how um, the legacy has changed hands. Ah. Because, you know, 
Chess is a, a pretty was yeah. at that time a pretty Russian stronghold. Yes. So they changed it so he became the world champion. In true American fashion, when you, when something comes to America, they have to win. Yeah. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. Just wait till we do the musical of the War of eighteen twelve, and the Canadians come out on top in the Canadian version, <laughs> but then we change it I in the American yeah. version. Actually, Canadians wouldn't wouldn't do that. They'd probably let the Americans win. It's so true. nice. It's true. Oh, to be polite, we'll we'll change yes. it around. Yes. Yes. Um, either way, so the production was nominated for two Tony Awards uh, for Best Leading Actor and Best Actress. Yeah, Judy Kuhn. Yeah. Fantastic Judy oh, Kuhn. I love Judy Kuhn. So good. But I don't love her as much as Elaine Page, but we'll get into that. Yes. Um, but either way, that's kind of the production history. Well, and there's been a couple of, like, so... Concert versions. They do concert versions, in fact. Because it's such Josh a big Robin show. was in Indeed, one. with Adina Menzel. Yeah. No. That's Florence. No. And... No. And, no. and also Adam Pascal came to be Freddie Trumper in that one. That's right. That's uh, actually fine. that's the ver. I will get into that because that is the fine. version I know best. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Well, you can't find too many other recordings or versions of it uh, to like watch. I could have, I could have shared it with you. Oh no, you just listened to it. I, oh yeah, oh, yeah oh, it's I, a concept album. Just go with it. Okay. <laughs> okay. We go- didn't have YouTube in the eighties, Matt. I mean, really. <laughs> What would we do without YouTube these days? The amount of bootlegs you now can watch. I mean, you might just have to, to sing. That's sing true. Stuff. I it's don't know. True. Get some old sheet music there. <laughs> <laughs> great. Okay. All right. So. That's awesome. So, Autumn, what was your first experience with this musical? Oh. As as we know, you chose it. So, clearly, this has been a musical that has stuck with you since you heard, first heard it. Yeah. Let me just go into my notes. So, I, I came to this literally when it first came out mm-hmm. um i was in the oshawa little theater youth group very nice <laughs> same one that did west now. side story uh, no with your brother the older oshawa little like that was the oshawa little theater okay so this is like um, the junior version yeah okay yeah. for younger ones hey man community theater yeah is a great place to i love it that's right that's where i got some of my I, first breaks i learned a lot of things mm-hmm. and a lot of confidence mm-hmm. um anyway my friend and colleague John Stefanek, who is now the resident uh, resident director for Disney, he right. worked on Lion King forever. Um, shared uh, a song from Chess with me oh. as a possible piece to do. Okay, and it was "I Know Him So Well." Great song. And then I was like, "Well, I, I guess I should listen to the whole thing." Yep. So I went, <laughs> well, good luck on that. And I think I bought the tape. This is how old I am, everybody. The cassette I tape? I bought the cassette Very tape. good. Was it one of those big uh, ones like Bandsmat where it was like four cassettes? Oh, yeah. Double-sided? Was, dude, it was a ghetto blaster to end all ghetto blasters. <laughs> I'm telling you. It was, it was everything. It was everything. And I, it reminded me a lot of uh, Just Christ Superstar and one of my other favorites, uh, Tommy. Oh, okay. Like the... Like the like, who's Tommy? Mm-hmm. Ah, great music. It was a it was a really great a new rock yeah. musical. Well, that was the eighties, man. It like was the eighties, and I big mega loud. I I guess rock that's, opera that's musicals. Just who I am in the world. I uh, love it. I love it. Like there's just a lot of meat to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my first uh like. 
coming into knowing of chess. And then a few years later, I ended up choreographing uh, a version of it for the older Oshawa Little Theater. Like Very the older, cool. Yeah. Older group. Yeah. Um, and I, I fell like so deep. Is this it. a show you would do up in Muskoka? Uh, uh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to it. We'll build, we'll to, to, it. We'll, we'll we're build gonna, a chess in Muskoka. We're going to build to our final moments of should this play be done? I'm saving it. Okay. I'm saving it. Um, it's one of my go-tos on my Spotify. Like yep. this is, I rock out. I rock out. And Do the kids rock out with you to this one? No, they don't know this one. <gasps> oh, are you no. saving? Are you saving it for them? Because they're a little bit older. Yeah, I think it might be a, like they'll be like, "Why are you singing about chess?" I don't get it. Although they play chess, and I don't play chess. I so love playing chess. It's one of my favorite board games. I'm, I've been waiting for years for someone to teach me. I will teach you chess. how to play chess. Okay. Date. I got a chess board here, so it's we, a date. You, you, you and I can That's play chess it. one afternoon. I feel like we should stop this podcast and <laughs> just learn about. Matt, Matt, Mac teaches Autumn how to play. That'll be yeah. a Patreon episode. That, yeah, we'll be very quiet. Yeah, or I'll be throwing things across your. Right it's a very slow <laughs> thinking game. Oh, it's not yeah. one that you can do quickly. I mean, you can't. I mean, there is speed chess that people do, but like some people, like I, I'm the one. I'm the person who likes to take a nice, good, slow. You move. You look at the board. I just want to hit the buzzer thing. <laughs> I don't have one of those. Uh, well, but that, but that is speed chess. You gotta, you gotta get a buzzer. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Um, and then you know, it's one of my go-to, and you know, uh, it's funny how we attract people in our lives. Yes. One of my very best friends, Tom Buckley, who I worked yep. with in New York, he and I would just get in the car and throw this on and with your tank deck the city no this, or is it, was, this or, or, was only a couple years ago okay so this is now like on the mp3 spotify yeah, okay is, so we're out, so like, we're a little more up to date now it is yeah it's on my spotify and we just like belt it out nice so, this one's for tom um, shout out to you tom yeah shout out tom buckley you, you better be listening yeah there's no place like home uh, he says him like that. It's very strange. Uh, and I make fun of him. And he's love gonna love he's gonna love this. Um the only uh so there's three versions yeah. like that are recorded. There's the British version, which I prefer. Yeah. I'm a big Murray Head yes. Elaine Page fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I do love Judy Kuhn, so mm-hmm. there are parts of the Broadway mm-hmm. one that I like, like the end game. Of the Broadway version yep. is way better to me. Okay. I love it. Um, I, I, I don't like Adina Menzel. This is going to... As, as like, Florence? Going, no, as anything. Um, this is what, gonna, what about in Rent? This is going to cause waves. This is going to cause... Oh, I can boy. hear the ripples uh, people saying, going through the sound waves. Who is this person? <laughs> um. I'm she's waiting the, for the day when her when she can't sing anymore because she's a screamer and she can't, she doesn't breathe properly. It's about ninety percent attitude she and then like ten percent actual singing. I'm sure she's a really nice person. Oh yeah. Um, but I, like as soon as she comes on the radio, I turn it off. Like I'll listen to Leah Michelle saying yes. "Let It Go" and "Defying Gravity" before I will listen to Adina. <laughs> Just wait till we get to Wicked People. We're gonna have oh, so much fun. Oh, oh, you! I don't know. You go see Wicked before we do Wicked, 
because I'll be doing some spoilers. So, yes. um, so I can't listen to the, the new one. The concert version with I, Josh I like, Groban. I love Josh Groban. Mm-hmm. But then he starts singing with Tina, yeah. and I have to turn it off <laughs> and go to my Elaine Page version. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, that's how I, I came to it. And I just love it. I love concept albums. So, Fair like enough. Tommy, JCS. I have like, the Evita one, uh, Les Mis concept album. So I don't good. think I have the chess one, though. So I have to, I have to go on iTunes and try and find the oh, chess you have to, it's, it's concept on Spotify. album. Is it on Spotify? It's okay. On Spotify. Mac may have to get Spotify now. What? You don't have Spotify? I do not. Oh, I, I, I have my podcast on the podcast. I've got my iTunes with my all my albums. I'm like good to go. No, you got to do some Spotify. All right. I'll just do Spotify. It's great. Okay. Okay, how right. did you come to this? Well, remember last week where I talked about Colin Wilkinson's Stage Heroes album? Oh, yeah, yeah. So in this week, we come to the musical the same way because Colin Wilkinson on that album, Stage mm-hmm. Heroes, which is fantastic if you have not listened to that one, uh, he sings Anthem and Pity the Child. And oh, his yes. vocal range for Pity the Child is so powerful. Well, he was it is my favorite. Judas. He was the original like, Judas. You know. he, he was the concept album for Che in Evita. Yep. He's Jean Valjean. He was supposed to be the Phantom before Michael Crawford got in there. Um, like he. You can't diss Michael Crawford. All right. Can't do that. All right. All right. Come, we still want you to come on the podcast. So. I'm just going to work on that. That would be great. Well, uh, yeah. No. I think I think Colm should totally come on the yes. podcast. Yes. Um, he'd be great to have as a guest. I think so. Um, either way, so from Stage Heroes comes Max' first introduction to Anthem and Pity the Child. Yes. Uh, and then my singing teacher was the one who taught me Anthem. And when I was learning, I was like, where have I heard this song? And I got home and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Stage Heroes. Oh, it's that Colin Wilkinson it's, guy Exactly. Again. So I actually ended up performing this song, uh, Anthem, for my one of my um, grade 10 uh, vocal classes. Love it. And, then, it, and then, I, 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 then I ended up doing it as the opening solo number for our concert choir gala at the end of the year in grade 10. I love it. So Anthem has definitely been one of those songs in my song book that I can pull out and go full tilt on. I think that maybe we should have a karaoke day. Absolutely. Where <laughs> uh, and everyone will have to listen mm-hmm. to it or not. Yep. Your choices. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then when I was trying to yeah. learn about the show, the only copy I could find at HMV for... Um. For like finding the full version, so I could learn about the show, was the Dina Menzel Josh Groban recording. No. So that's where I first heard all my recordings. Uh, then I found out through an interview on YouTube with Carla Carmelo that she started the national tour no, of chess. Really? Oh, that's great! I, I can't remember if she was Florence or um, Svetlana. I think she was Florence. Oh yeah, she was a total. Yes. Florence. So I found her on YouTube. So I that's where I learned a lot of Florence's music. Um, oh, I want to I YouTube that now. Yeah, it's I so good. I love Carolee Carmelo. It's so good. Oh, actually, funny enough, follow up to our uh, conversation about Carolee Carmelo later on. She is coming to Toronto in yes. per and not in parade in Hello Dolly <laughs> in March. So Autumn and yes. I will plan to go see that. Yes. And so we can do a review of it. Yeah, because I would love to see her live. Her for voice once. is butter, man. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's like pure. She's buttery goodness. Oh, it's it's 
so gorgeous and rich. Carly, when you're in Toronto and, and if you want to come on our podcast, yes. let us know. We will happily take you in this so we can try and make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody go do that. Um, but yeah, so basically the Josh Groban and Dina Menzel version was the one I kind of knew. Yeah. I, I, I have the DVD copy of, <laughs> uh, of the concert as yeah. well as it's on Broadway HD. And I also have it on my iTunes, so yeah. this is the version I know. Yeah, that's, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I know. Um, but overall, like, this wasn't a musical I knew super well, but it's one of those ones where I know quite a few of the songs from it, so yeah. I, I, got a, I got a good understanding of it, but with all the different versions, it's hard. It's one of those weird musicals where there are, where it's been rewritten so many times. It's kind of like Anything Goes. Anything Goes is another musical that has a so lot of rewrites. Yeah, yeah. rewrites and revisions from what it originally was. So fascinating. Fascinating. We, we just need to go back to the beginning with this musical. It's true. It needs to go back to what it was with Elaine Page and Murrayhead. Like, could we start again, needs, please? <laughs> could we start? Yes, please. Oh my God. I, I, yeah, we'll get, we'll get into it, but I, I that was the best version. There, there were little tidbits in the Broadway, in the Broadway version, like I do like that the Freddie ends up winning. There's this, you feel you, it. You get this revenge <laughs> against the Russians. Well, it's it's not that. It's so interesting when you listen to people write um, about from a, a country's perspective. Yeah, like, we talked about this a little bit about the Jets and the Sharks in yes. West Side Story and the bombastic. Yeah. Um, nature mm-hmm. of Americans, yeah, and uh, they nail it in this too. It's true. Like Freddie is well, the complete well, opposite. Yes, look from it, Anatoly. I, I, I mean, look at their first songs. I mean, Freddie comes out off the plane with "What a Scene, What a Joy." Oh yeah, he's, and it's like he like he's a rock star. He is written as a rock star coming off the plane. Well, like Murray had was a rock star. Yeah, right? exactly. Like so he like, comes down the, the ramp and it's like, what a scene, what a joy, what a lovely sight. Yeah, it's great. And yeah, he's like rocking it out. And then, and then you have Anatoly whose first song is, um, oh, uh, I don't even know. hold on. Let me pull it up. I do have mm-hmm. it in my notes. Chess. Let me pull it up here. Dramatic pause, please, everybody. Once I see the name, I'm going to be like, oh, that one. Because I, I can hear it in my head, the song. I just can't remember what the freaking name is. Which which version are you looking at? You looking at I'm looking American? at the... You're looking at the American. Where, where I Want to Be. Yeah, that's his first song, which is a lot more dark, somber, Russian compared yeah. to the rock the rock opera-ness of Freddie in in um, Murano in What a Scene, What a Joy. Yeah. So. But they both, like, what's great about uh, Rice's writing um, is that they're, they're like soliloquy songs. They, oh, absolutely. Like, this Pity the Child is like that one song breaks. of the great soliloquy songs. We're going we're gonna to get into that song. Okay. I'm so we'll, so we'll save our notes for that one. Um, all right. <clears throat> all right. I guess now we're into our top three songs. Autumn, what is first on your list? I don't have favorite songs in this musical. Oh, come on. You got to have at least top uh, three that like, if you wanted uh, to Spotify, what are the top three songs from chess that most often get played? Like compared to the game of chess versus Anthem, like what it, or. I'll tell you my number one song from this musical. Okay. 
is Nobody's Side. Did not make my list. It is, uh, it's, it's like an excavation. And when Elaine Page sings it. Never take a stranger's advice. Well, she's got such a great it's, range. It's so good. Mm -hmm. like, Let me pull up the lyrics to this one. So I never can make a lot. promise or plan. Like you can see how hurt she is. Like she's a really conflicted. Uh, nobody's side. Never be the first to believe. Never be the last to deceive. Mm -hmm. Like nobody's on nobody's side. Like it, again, a soliloquy song. Yes, she goes between. Two things yes, constantly. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Is it also her I Want song, though? Or is it just uh, a soliloquy? No, I don't think it's her. I, no, it's there's no I Want in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there is an I Want song. In chess. In chess. Well, where I want to be, kind of. True, because Angelie doesn't want to end up in America. So Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. see. Let's see what some of these lyrics are. But like huge soliloquy songs in oh, this yeah. show. You got nobody signed, you have Pity the Child, you have anthem. Heaven Help My Heart, you have I don't anthem. like Heaven Help My Heart. That song gets Fine. too mushy. You have someone else's story. It's one of my great favorite ones. Like, Didn't make my list. Okay. Anyway, like nobody sighed. It's such a great powerhouse it's, it's a belters dream song it is a belters and no one can belt like elaine page, like elaine page. well maybe patty lapone i'd love to see well, her patty yes. lapone do but maybe back in her heyday oh yeah like, but anything that elaine could well do. the two of them go back and forth all the time patty lapone elaine page although i have to say shout out to judy coon on this too because she also nails it i still have a lot to prove there must be more I could achieve, but I don't have the nerve to leave. Everybody's playing the game, but nobody's rules are the same. Nobody's on nobody's side. Better learn to go it alone. Recognize your eyes. She's got Same. such a clear voice. It's it's just it so just good. rings. My favorite uh, Judy Kuhn role is when she was in Rags. I will never forget watching her on the Tony Awards, uh, doing Rags. That's and a musical you, I you know, know nothing you know about. Nothing. You know what? It ran for like three nights, so oh. that's why no one really knows of it. It was a beautiful musical. I know that it came out the same time as Les Mis. Everybody was like, yeah. "Is this like the ripoff version of Les Mis?" No, so different. Maybe it deserves a revival. I th I think so. Okay. I think so. It might just need some rags in Muskoka. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Okay. We're, we're kind of limited in what we can do in Muskoka. <laughs> okay, I have to look up rags but, and learn a little bit more about mm -hmm. it. Rags is beautiful. It's got okay. a beautiful score. That was your duty. Who was nominated for two Tonys, right? Because she was nominated for rags as well as Les Mis, wasn't she? Well, I, I, think, I think I think she was double nominated that year. Oh, great! Way which to is Judy what, Coon. which is why um, Francis Raffel won for Eponine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, I love Francis Raffel, but Judy Coon is yeah far superior. Yeah. 
sorry. <laughs> I'm being Canadian. I'm not sorry. Judy Kuhn is just she's so, so good. gifted. One, one range, of the best voices like, for a Disney princess, too. Yeah, but her range is also, but she played Pocahontas, so I have issues about that. <laughs> uh, but Colors of the Wind. We are not talking about that today. That will be a Patreon conversation where we break down Pocahontas. No, no, we're not going there. Uh, that's just, it's, yeah. Like, just why? Anyway. All right. So, that's- so number one for you is <laughs> Nobody's Side. Yes, please. All right. So my first one's a little bit biased, well, but it is Anthem. Anthem. Absolutely. I love the song. It's a great solo act one button. How can I leave her? Where would I start? Once again, it's a male power vocal. And it's a love ba- it's a love song. Yeah. It's it's a, it's it's oh, a, it's totally. a soliloquy love song to mix. his country. Yes. It's, it's so, so patriotic. Weird. It's so like you could take a, yeah. like like really I, I don't think there's too many ver- like references to re- like like direct no. where it's like I love Russia. It's just I love my country. Um let's see. Because I think like this song could be used anywhere. Like no man, no madness, though though their sad power may prevail, can't possess, conquer my country, my country's heart. They rise to fail. She is eternal long before nations' lines were drawn. No, it's about his homeland. Yeah, because like he's leaving Russia. Well, he's his defecting motherland. Yes, I say. which I think is something nowadays where we have so many refugees and immigrants moving around the world. This is a song that. Really, it can be used by anybody where it's, it's like a great song. Where it's like, hey, like, do you miss living in the Middle East? Of course there's a part of you that will, but like they all they all stay right here. Well, you where we take our home with us. Exactly. Like I can move anywhere in the world. I'm still gonna be from Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. It's true. And there's it's true. there's very And you've lived a lot of cool places. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm 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 an Oshawa girl. Mm-hmm. That's my home. That is yes. my home. Yes. And, and I'm a and I'm a berry boy. You're a berry boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that says something about us, everybody. Small right town Ontario. That's yeah. both of us here. Yeah. But yeah, this song is all about like it, it, it's it's one of those great patriotic like yeah. like I I could put it up there with like do you hear the people sing? As like oh, top ten patriotic songs and musicals. Oh, yeah. Anthem with the old hills, uh, the old red hills hills of home. Which we will get to. We will get to. But that's another yes, massive patriotic song. Yes. In contrast to something Mm -hmm. like uh, 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 another national anthem from Mm -hmm. Assassins. Yes, that's true. A different patriotic song. That is very true. Uh, But very good. Very good. Yeah, Anthem, love it. I think... I think still, I think my favorite version though is the um, Tommy Coburn, the the OG 
yeah. version. Because don't get me wrong, I love Tom's version. Josh Groban does a pretty decent yeah, adaptation, but I think Tommy he has that lovely baritone. Yeah, it's beautiful. Rich voice to really come across as this Russian man who's defecting at this moment. It's a high, it's a high emotion moment, and you also have the choir in there too, oh, halfway yeah. through the song that just bursts in. <sighs> good can we just say like bring back choirs and musicals <laughs> well yeah there's there's that there's something so epic about it but the the instrumental composition of this musical mm -hmm. is so gorgeous yes like uh, anytime i listen to this i'm like oh this has to be my wedding music absolutely like, i want to walk down the aisle to, <laughs> to anthem <laughs> No, to, what would you to use? the to the like what one of the, the instrumental? instrumental. Oh, okay. It's so beautiful. It's sweeping. Mm -hmm. Well, it's very balletic. It's, it is. It's it's very lyrical, and it's like it's like the inner slow workings of someone's mind. Yes, like that. What is someone thinking when they're looking at a chess board? Mm -hmm. And then you get the da da da, and you get like the opposite. Yeah, it, this musical plays opposites beautifully it really is it, it it's one of those really good ones even within solo songs it plays opposites better I, i'm gonna say better than almost any other musical and okay i know i threw that down throwing that gauntlet down i know i know okay so anthem's my number one yours is nobody saw oh, what is yeah, your number two totally. oh i don't know choosing is very hard come on um, be more I, american i know don't be so canadian I, I like all the versions of You and I and the mountain duet, like that goes into a little I, bit of You and I. Yeah, no, that didn't make, that didn't make any of my lists for that one. Terrace duet. Yeah. This is an old familiar scene. This is the one situation I wanted most to avoid. I do repent. I really can't imagine why. So why? What a shame. No, you're not dangerous. Who could think that of you? 
are so strange. Why can't you be what you want to be? You should be scheming, intriguing, too clever by heart. I have to hand it to you, for you've managed to make me forget why I ever agreed to this farce. I don't know why I can't think of anything I would rather do. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, that song I usually um, skip. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's so good. I'd rather listen to like the instrumental version of the chess game, one of these great soliloquy ballads. Like the love song, it's like the love story in chess alone is not one that really throws me. It's kind of like you with um. Well, I don't want to spoil it anyway. For another upcoming episode where we talk, <laughs> where we talk about another certain musical that has a certain love story that you go, I skip those songs to listen to the to listen to the songs from the community instead. Oh right. Totally. That is yeah. me with this one where I go. I get it though. Well, I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Because the, the dynamic mm-hmm. of the chess game. Yeah, themselves. it's more compelling. Like, you really don't need a love story in this musical at all. You really could just f- cut all that c- stuff out, it make is. it a little bit shorter, and really just focus on this conflict back and forth of the chess game. What I do like though is the fact that this is where Florence and Anna totally kind of fall for each other, which ultimately pushes Freddie to, to his ultimate fate in the game. In the original British yeah, the original. losing version that causes him to lose because he loses yeah. his his queen of the match basically if if, if Freddie is, yeah. is is the king of the board on, on his side Florence is his queen and when Anatoly takes his queen in a real chess match you yes. lose the game because the queen is the one that moves the, the board the one that yeah is so, the ruler of the board yeah um interesting right yeah yes Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just looking at something on the intranet. What are you looking at? Well, I I wondered if Anatoly did win. He wins in the in the, in the concert version. Or sorry, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, sorry. He wins and he goes back to Russia in that version. So this is what happens when you start rewriting your damn musicals. People can't remember like, who wins, who happening? loses. Yeah, so yeah, so um Anatoly wins. But it's not against Freddie. No. Well, Freddie's already lost by that point because in the original version, they go to Bangkok in Act 2, and that's where the Russians wheel out their Rocky Three Russian bot villain. <laughs> Here's what should happen with this musical. Sorry, I'm totally going to digress. Yes, do it. They need to take Act 1 mm-hmm. as a concept from both and mm-hmm. mix it with the American Act 2. Because the American like Act 2 is better, you to, say. It needs to stay. With Freddie and, and Anatoly. Like, yes, well, it's their chess game. It just gets confusing. Let's, Why? Is let's rewrite confusing? chess and, and, do, and do a new production. But Tim writes, look us up. We will Tim. happily sit down dramaturgically, I'll work ourselves it. through. Forget none. I'll do it because I have ideas. Okay. <laughs> and I've always wanted to direct this musical. Okay, we'll talk about that yes. at the end, though. Okay. Okay, so. Sorry, so your number two was um, the mountaintop duet, right? Well, uh, it's uh, the terrace slash mountain duet, depending on which one you're listening to. Yeah. And you and I. It's kind of yeah. tied. Okay. I, I do like the Florence Anatoly stuff. All right. I know. Fair enough. My number two is 
Let me guess. What? Pity the Child. It is. Yay. The Act 2. Not, not, not the short version of Act 1, but the full breakdown. It's great. Act 2 version where yeah. this vocal range for this song is astronomical. This is like Freddie Mercury four octave song where you gotta like go full out or not at all. I was the last the woman told. She never let her bed get cold. Someone moved in. I shut my door. Someone to treat her just the same way as me. I took the road of least resistance I had my game to play I had the skill and all the hunger Easy to get away Pity the child with no such weapons No defense, no escape from the ties that bind Always a Yes, because you see this man, and I think it's I think it's a reputation of a lot of Americans where they have this bravado. Yeah, but deep down they are people who hurt. Yeah, deeply they feel the pain. It's not. It's not like he he dishes a lot of information. He does. Oh well, you find out a lot about his family. But the music almost compensates for the therapeutic lyrics. Mm -hmm. Like, usually I don't do, like, oh, here's the exposition. Yeah. This is what's happened to me. My dad left me. Oh, My mom doesn't talk. To, I don't talk me, to me. Yeah. Pity me. <laughs> uh, but it's it's more than that. Yes. It's, it's like he's, you know. Why? Well, the audience is getting the inside look of, like, yeah. who is this man and why is he arrogant? Why is he someone? It's a survival song. Yes. This is a, these, these are Absolutely. Some Yes. And I think my favorite version, though, is the Calm Wilkinson version. Because once again, his high mm-hmm. notes at the end, where he's going full tilt into the pity the child, do 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 do. Pity the child, but not forever. Not if he stays that way. He can get all he ever wanted if he's prepared to pay. Pity is dead, the callous mother. But you missed, but you lost, but you let me go. And I wonder, does she know? I wouldn't call a crazy thing to do. Just in case she said, Like he, because he's got that great falsetto-y range, like he, like he can get in there, but it doesn't sound like you're screeching where I've heard some guys try and sing it. And it's like, Ooh, you cannot get up to that high, high octave. Really grateful that this one is not a karaoke song. (laughs) Can you imagine? Actually, I would do it as a karaoke song. I would too, this but I, but I have to warm up my voice again. I've been a tenor in many years. I, I used to be the. I, I used to be tenor. This as a karaoke, I could see you rocking this yeah, song. As a I would. I would love this to sing. But yeah, it, it is a great song. And again, Rice writes opposites. He you, does. Well, look at look look at like Anthem, which is like the Valjean soliloquy, yeah. to Pity the Child, which is like the Javert suicide soliloquy. Yeah. 
Like, that's what you're getting the duel here of, of like, Anatoly's one is all about him coming to find himself, just as Valjean breaks his pearl and finds his way. And then yeah. Pay the Child is the descent and breakdown of Freddy. It's like Javert's suicide is the descent and breakdown of Javert on the bridge. Just yeah. in that one, Javert jumps off the bridge into the water. And in this one, at the end of Pity the Child, Freddy's able to pull himself out of the, like, just out of the hole and is able to actually help Anatoly win the game against the Russian Rocky Three bot. In the, that, in the original, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, even in even in the Broadway version, mm-hmm. it, it works. Yeah. And you know what's really, uh, this is what I really want to say about this musical. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop here for a sec. Is that for a musical that is about something so black and white. Yeah. Something so technically yeah. uh, intelligent, mm-hmm. um, it is pure gray. It is. There's so much struggle in this musical. Yes. It is gray. And damn, it's why I love this musical. Mm-hmm. It's why it's it's just great. It's character. Soliloquy writing. Yes. Like, it's just, within the lyrics. Yes. Not so much the book. Yes. Whatever. But within the actual, like, yeah. structure of the song. Tim Rice is the one that always writes the lyrics. It's Benny Bjorn who did the music for this. Yeah. So, like, God, they, they worked well together. Like, yes. the dynamics of the music paired beautifully mm-hmm. um, with the lyrics. Tim Rice is a fantastic lyricist. Ugh, like, so look good. at all his lyrics, whether it's Evita or Superstar. They're or... just so smart. Yes. There's, it's, it's like it's, him and Sondheim. Him and, uh, out, no, that'd be a great combo. The two of them writing a musical together. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if... The world can handle that much. Um, like Sontag could do the music. Because Sontag always likes writing the music. Really? He does. <coughs> we'll get into that with, with our history of Sontag. Nah. Refinishing the hat people. He talks all about that. Wow. And then you, you kind of... See, whisper, I think he's a, a much better lyricist. Absolutely he is. <laughs> look at look at his lyrics. Anyway. So, uh, what is your third choice? My final choice is Endgame. Not on my list. I we have three very not, different lists. I know, but Endgame. Uh, it's just, and it's got to be the American version. See, I don't know that one as well. Like, I have to listen to that one. I don't. Again. I don't. I'm not partial to the UK version, uh, the concept album version. I'm very partial to the Broadway version. I, it's so uh, heartbreaking. It's, it's just, it's like, oh God. I cannot go on hurting all the people who have trusted me. He cannot escape from here. Well, here we are, the final stages of our soul-destroying game. The sacrifice of someone I will never find again. Check. Never. Check. Never. Check. Never. Vashi took you for a ride Florence Vashi You just haven't got the instinct of a win There is nothing more to do And Freddie wins in Yeah, this, in this and one when too. Anatoly says So I lose today and tomorrow Because he knows He's going back to Russia and it's not going to be going well for him When he gets back there He's Krem- lost yeah. His wife is, you know Yeah, poor Svetlana <laughs> Spent man. I was gonna, yeah, okay. 
you're, yeah, you're, 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 yeah, and it's game. just like, and and the chorus comes in like we have just witnessed history made. Yeah. Powers moves west, <laughs> ending an era. This is a great day for American this is, chess. This is the moment, like in Rocky Three, where Rocky goes, "If I can change, you can change. It is. We can change. We can change. This it's, musical is Rocky Three. Definitely, we keep coming back to Rocky in this." Um, but it, it is, it's really, it's really great. Mm -hmm. It's really great. And uh, epic. Yes. I love, you know me. Yeah. I love a little bit of epic. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you like epic, then my number three choice is, I think, one of the most epic songs of the damn show. It is The Deal, No Deal. Two days later, the wife, Svetlana Sergeyevsky, makes her move. How many times do you want to be champion anyway? Come home, Anatoly. Needs a dream, needs ambition. Who'd be the fool in my position? Once I had dreams, now their obsessions hopes became me. Lover's possession. Now you're where you wanna be and who you wanna be and doing what you always said you would, and yet you know you have one at all. I'm running for your life and never looking back in case there's someone right behind you. Shoot you down and say you always knew you'd fall. When that crazy wheel slows down, where will you be? Back where you started. And at the Oriental Hotel, Walter de Corsi from Global Television plays his opening gambit. Your father is alive. My father? Alive. Alive in Russia, 30 years in prison. And you think I would believe you? Well, the evidence is conclusive, and if you don't believe me, Anatoly will. Now, you get him to lose against Vigon, and Malakoff assures me he can get your father out. And not only him. Which is like, which is like everybody on stage. And it is like moving the chess pieces on the chessboard where it's like yeah. Florence has to go talk to this person. And then, and then, and then Anatoly has to go talk to this person. And it's like mm -hmm. everybody moving around the chessboard trying to get this game worked out. And I love it. It's like exposition, but it doesn't feel like exposition. It feels like you're just watching a chess game because it's yeah. mental people trying to figure out. How do I get it in? It totally said to get him out of the game. Well, you got Freddie going. You got to keep your head in the game for Florence and her dad. Uh -huh. And you got the Russian guys who are like, well, don't worry, we'll send in Svetlana. She'll take care of this problem for us. <laughs> Some of the accents are. It's so funny. Uh, <laughs> but I love is. this one. The deal, no deal. Like, it is just like, and the Arbiter yeah. is narrating the whole time. I love the Arbiter. He's a great kind of. He knows the um, score. Like uh, he does <laughs> from that lyric. He knows the score. He, from square one. He's like the MC in Cabaret or yeah. um, the first player in Pippin. Yeah. Oh, like great. He is Just a great role. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how you have him in the movie version, but if you were to do a film version, I don't know how the Arbiter would work. But you may have to adjust that character accordingly. But this know. song is like just so good. Like I listen to the song all the time because you get like all their little motifs come in too. Yeah. Where like where like um, 
um, Anatoly and Svetlana have the I know him so well meets like the um, um, uh, what's the one he sings in act one not anthem the other one that we keep forgetting where I want to be where I want to be so like, you have that you have them doing that yeah. you have Florence doing nobody's side belting that one out so you good. got Pity the Child's motif coming in there with Freddie. Oh, yeah. And he has to come talk it's to It's a hodgepodge of everything. It is. It's like, it, yeah. it's like one day more, but not the end of Act 1, just in the middle of Act 2, pushing people into the final of yes. the show and the, into the end game. Like, it's pushing people towards the end game of the match. Yes. So I love the deal or no deal. Totally. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, this whole musical, there's only one number I would fast forward Okay, I got three. Three? Yep. So we'll go through together. So what is your number one? Maybe I have two. Okay, what's your number one? My first one is One Night in Bangkok. Didn't make my list, but it's definitely one I skipped to. It is so disco, poppy. Like, I get it. Like, but this is a song that has transcended the musical. I still hear it on the radio at work. Of course. People still play it. It was in in The Hangover, too, because they said it in Bangkok. (laughs) So they had to use that song. Mike Tyson sings it at the end. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord. Uh. One night in Bangkok in the world, you're an oyster. The bar, the temples, but the pearls ain't free. you find a garden and be golden closer. And if you're lucky, then the God saves you. Benny and Bjorn and Tim, I hope you got a lot of money for that. I bet they did. A lot. And you should ask for more. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know why we go to Bangkok to begin respect. with. Like, why? Like, why the heck do we go to Bangkok for a chess match? Because it's a world tour, right? Oh, that's like, true. Um, so Bangkok's <clears throat> fine, but I don't know. I don't. It's I don't just, like this song. I don't know. It's it's like oh, we need a, and because it was a concept album, right? It's it had, went, well, it's like superstar. You had oh, to find that one hit yeah. that would. Go to the charts and make yeah. your money so you could then go and do the show. And I mean, there were two top uh, chart toppers. What was the other one? I know him so well. Oh, uh, it's true. Right? Um, which I love, which yeah. we didn't really talk about. No. It is a great song. It just. It's a great female duet. It is. And it's a very rare one, too. They're too. rare, right? It, it, Wasn't it good? So cool. Wasn't he I mean, there are a few male duets, but like usually they're comedy. But we'll get into that one in another show. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. Ba- one night in Bangkok, yeah, definitely one I would skip yeah. as well. Fast forward. Yeah. Uh, my number one is the Embassy Lament. Oh my dear, how boring he's defecting, just like all the others. He's expecting us to be impressed with what he's done here, but he has to stop to think about the paperwork. His gesture causes with an embassy to run here. Which is the one that comes right before Anthem and is sung by the guys working at the embassy, yeah. where it sounds like a typewriter. That whether do 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 ba da 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 da. It's like it's just it's so I don't. It's like 
This is, this is such a nothing song. That's only in my notes. It's a nothing song. Yeah, it, I don't know it why it's there. Like, turn that into a quick dialogue moment. It's like, who cares what the guys who make your freaking keys? Like, just get to freaking the end of Act 1. I have to go pee. This is a long-ass show, and I don't want to hear Anthem at this point. Like, right. it, 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 uh, these characters don't come back. They're not important. Like, uh, I, I would cut this song in a freaking heartbeat. It is so... <laughs> like, the, like the, the melody is cool, but it's like... Ugh. Yeah, the Embassy Lament. Yeah. It's just one of those ones where I'm like, why is it here, people? Like, are right. we just trying to? Like, it's, it, it even sounds like Swedish. Like, it sounds like the Abbey. It's like, come on, people. It sounds like Inspector Gadget. It does. It does. And, yeah. I, yeah, I don't like Did this. You say that? Yeah. yeah, I don't like this one. <laughs> I love that cartoon growing up, though, Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Shout out to all my '90s kids out there. Yes. Um, but yeah, Embassy Lament definitely one where I'm like. Okay. Skip it. Let's get to let's get to Anthem here, people. Yeah. Okay. What's your number two? You said you may have a number two. Heaven help my heart. If it were love, I would give that love every second I have, and I do. Do I know where he'll lead me to? Did I plan doing all of this for the love of a man? Well, I let it happen anyhow, and what I'm feeling now has no easy explanation, reason plays no Yeah, didn't make my list, but one again, another. I just, I'm just kind of like. I'm like, can we not give Svetlana another song? Because, like, she only has like one. No, I just wish it weren't so. I was a. It's a little wishy washy. It is. Well, it's like, Like, it's it's heaven, how my heart. It's like okay, yeah. Like it's like okay. Now we get the conflicted lover song where. Like you gotta give that moment, like, but like you have someone else's story. Oh, that song is so, so good. good. And that song breaks have... my heart every time. It's like poor Svetlana, I know. stuck in the Russian gulag, but then, and then gets dragged have... out for one job. Yeah, I know. And then, but then you have Florence, who is the female lead technically, and that's the song you give her. Well, she's got so many other great ones. They had they had to give at least yeah. one going to Svetlana if she's going to show up halfway through but Act they Two. They could have another good one for Florence. Or just take it out. Take it out and like do a reprise of like Nobody's Side. Yes. That's what I would do. That'd be great. Can't get enough of that song. Mm. Okay. My number two is The Merchandisers. Because that one, I, I, I personally feel there are a few too many ensemble songs in this damn show where it's like, we need to really strip this musical down to the chess game and the plot. Yeah. Like there's, okay, so getting into the damn chess game, like you have the hymn of chess, the merchandisers, 
the history of chess, the diplomats, the arbiter. It's like, and this is all before we get to the freaking number one, like chess game number one. It's yeah. you have commie newspapers. Like it takes so long to get into that first match. And it's like, why are we hearing about these merchandisers? Like nobody, like once again, it's one of those ones where well, like, why are we like, why, why am I listening to this? Like focus yeah. your, like Bjorn, Benny and Tim. Focus. Focus. Focus, focus people. Like it's, it's, it's like, interesting because the the British mm-hmm. uh, the concept album it has like four albums on side one. It's Murano, yeah. The Russian and I love Murano and Where I Want to Be, yeah. Um, and then the opening ceremony, which is nine minutes long, but it's the Arbiter with the ensemble of townspeople, mm-hmm. Russian heavies, yeah, Russian heavies, and merchandisers. And then you get the quartet. That's okay. side one. Oh my goodness, that's, that's a big it. side one. But it's not. It's it's like, what over are the lyrics twenty minutes. To, what are the lyrics to merchandisers? It's over twenty minutes. Um, but I get it. It's just a different layout in the um, new versions. Yeah. Like for me, I just go. It just drags, and it's like, I I I don't know. I don't feel like it has it has, does much to do. Like like there's one that's like talks about clean your teeth with checkered toothpaste. Wear our vests. Our kings and queens on bouncing breasts it's like <laughs> it's like tim rice your lyrics uh-huh, are funny that's that's great yeah but then it's I like i love that but then, but, then, but then it's like you great could lyric. yeah but it's like you could you could even buy a set and learn to play we don't mind we'll sell you something anyway mm-hmm. i mean i could get it like it's like at all these matches like they basically they're commercializing chess but it's like we know which is ridiculous it is but it's like we don't need that song I don't know. I don't know. Again, it's playing the opposite. It is, but it's like we don't need that opposite. Just get just get me to the damn chess game. I know. Focus your story, people. I know. I, I, I get you. I, you can I tell there was no dramaturg or if there was, this person didn't no. hone them in enough. Well, and then you look at you look at the Ameri- the Broadway version yeah. of this. And it's and then paired. You add in a script. On top of that. Like, no wonder the show was so freaking long. It's so long. It's so long. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What okay. is your? Do you have, do you have a third choice? I, I I don't. Okay, I do. Okay, what is it? The story of chess. No, I love that song. Each game of chess means there's one less variation left to be played. Each day got through means one or two less. Much is known of early days of chess beyond a fairly vague report That 1500 years ago two princes fought the brothers for a Hindu throne For no one really likes their offspring fighting to the death She begged them stop the slaughter with her every breath Sure enough one brother died She told her winning son You have caused such grief I can't forgive this evil thing you've done I go, Each game of chess means there's one less variation left to be played. It's so... I know. But for um, me, I'm like, I just want to get to Murano and what a scene. Because, like, that's where... I, like, if I'm going to start a movie version, that's where I would start the whole movie. Because it's like, plane flies in, and Freddy's yeah. off the plane. And it's like... Because in that one song, you get the whole, what the heck is going on. The story of chess is a great kind of background on like the game of chess but it's like do we really need a background on the game of chess do we need to know about the princes who created the game as a as a as a 
representation of war without actually having to go into war because they don't want to make their mother upset. Like, See, now, yeah. uh, in the actual play version, though, this might put it into context. Okay. The story of chess serves as a prologue. Yes. So this is, I want to check my memory of this, but um, Florence's father, Gregor Vasi, is a Hungarian revolutionary. Okay. And he explains the story of chess to Florence as a four-year-old before the two are separated in the midst of a violence rebellion. Okay, see, that's more interesting than what what I've seen in all the other versions where it's just basically the arbiter comes out on stage with a spotlight and he goes, this is the game of chess. And I'm like, no, seriously, like... No, that's stupid. Move it along here, people. Uh, th- I like I like that idea though of like it ties in with Flor- like Florence's it, backstory of like it's why backstory. does this kid love the game of chess? Well, because her dad, before he was mm. ripped out of her arms, told her the story of chess, and it's probably mm. when he's told her a few yeah. times as, as a guy who probably likes the game of chess. Well, it's how he it's how one describes war. Yes, and that's that's the whole point of the hymn it's of chess, true. right? Yes. The two brothers. Yeah, and, that are yeah. fighting because they don't want to really go to war because their mother would be very yeah. upset with them, which is a great idea. It's it's awesome. Can we not do that now in real world? Just have a bunch of leaders just come sit down and play games of chess to win, to win um, world power? Here is here is my thought on that. They wouldn't be intelligent enough <laughs> to understand the game. Okay, so yeah, the La Storia chess is one that, like, I think if it's done like the way you described yeah, it. it's great. Uh, I think that is really plot important, but I think in the ways um, I've seen it where it's just... A solo arbiter number. I'm like, no, give give me give me straight to Murano in Freddy's entrance because that is such a rocking opening it's number. Like, do 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 Murano. that like that is one of those few like, chorus choir ensemble numbers where I'm like, yeah, this song rocks. It does. Like especially when they do soprano, alt, or tenor, bass. Do do. Like it's just a funny. <laughs> It is. I the water the water tastes like wine it's no it's well it's fantastic it's yeah <laughs> where is murano i think it's italy is it italy as far as i know okay. murano italy yeah. that, that makes oh. sense okay so autumn now we get to the end oh, where italy. it is the big question it is italy that's it is why italy. water tastes like wine that makes sense uh it's taking me to booking.com conveniently <laughs> <laughs> I was going to Milan, Milano, so everybody. We're going to Italy. Bye bye. Um, <laughs> yeah. So All right. So now we're at the end. Should this musical be revived? Autumn. Uh, can I go first on this one? Because uh, I think you got a longer answer than I do. Okay. All right. You go first. All right. I say yes. Okay. I say with the current Russian American relations we got in the world right now. You could easily do a, a, a revival of this and get really into the whole current machinations of the politics between America and Russia, especially with our current president of the United States and Putin. You could get into a lot of fun re, re, um, reconceptualizations in there, as well as I think like everybody talks about movie musicals that should be made, like Wicked and things like that. I think this is one that would kill as a movie. Obviously, pare it down a bit. You gotta like work it, like get 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 rid of a few ensemble numbers. Focus yes. really on the plot of the game. Yeah, but I think this is one that could be a really good movie musical. Right. Because like, like, th- like these are all Oscar winning characters, where it's like deep intellectual. Like, I love this show. I really do love this show. I do too. 
Uh, it's one of my this, favorites. Yeah, this is like they're they're, they're like, in it's the game of chess. Like it's one of those timeless. Everybody knows the game of chess. It's a world. It's a world known game, and you everybody can get something out of this musical, whether you're Russian, American, Italian, from Bangkok. Yeah, like oh, it's it, it's it's all, it's all about power and the and the and the way people grab and take power and the games that go on to get power. Yes. It's so good. Okay, Autumn. It is great. It is one of my favorite musicals. That's why this bit of information is so hard for me. Why? I don't know if it should be revived. (gasps) Why? Uh, It needs an overhaul. If it's going to be done, it needs to be overhauled because right now... Three different versions? Well, it's not even that. It's just stuck in a very particular time in a very particular place. Yeah. Around something that not very many people... Care about uh, anymore? Like, if you look at wars and you say Cold War, people go, what's a Cold War? Like, do you know what I mean? That's People read a damn history book. And what's USSR? What is, like... uh, People read history books! (laughs) I know, but it's not in our contemporary vernacular true. in a way that it was in the 80s. That's true. So I don't know. I think it would need a complete, like, you'd have to retain the music somehow, but there's got to be another way through it. So, no. Maybe I, you got to make, am, like, I am, Anatolian, like, change into like, maybe a Middle Eastern character. So I don't then, know. like, you get I the more modern Middle East war versus American war. I don't know. I don't know if you need to. Uh, like make the war current like uh, yeah it needs to become more au courant like i don't know if you said it in some place that is war torn but then you'd have to change the score like it would have to be reflective of those areas yeah and you would have to consult uh composers from those areas because otherwise you would be appropriating yeah um, so I don't know. I don't know. This one's really tricky. I there's it's been a musical I've wanted to direct forever, but as I was researching it, I'm like, oh, can we still do it? This is this is really hard, and it's chess. Mm-hmm. Like it's I I would love to see a movie musical done um, about this, but would it sell? <laughs> no, it, it it wouldn't. I don't. What it is is a great musical to do with um theater school students yes because it has so much of the struggles for the characters you can really get into it it's really great acting material so i would say like sheridan i would you know sheridan randall like those places need uh, to do this would be a great choice um to study Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah like there are certain places are just a little bit dated yeah and i would say this This is is one that unfortunately comes (laughs) there's a few that we will get to that will feel a little dated it's hard Mm -hmm. but whereas oklahoma doesn't no oklahoma has a timeless quality to it carousel carousel uh, certain topics i think in there not aged well but they haven't aged well, but it's interesting to look at how far we've come True. as a study. This one is kind of like, eh, What more does it right. have to say at this point? Have we come that far with Russian relations? Eh, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> we'll leave that we'll, question there. <laughs> we'll ask that question after the impeachment happens. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, dun, dun, dun. That's me foreshadowing. All right. 
So uh, I guess that's it for this episode. So uh, yeah, that's it for this podcast. Thank you all for listening. As of now, we are up and running. So we've actually been able to see where some of you are listening from, including the Philippines, Kentucky, Kentucky, Wales, England. Like Uh, you guys are rocking it out. So thank you. Yes, we are all over. Uh, So thank you everybody for listening so far. We really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you to Mr. Brody Wells for creating the fantastic theme music. Way to go, Brody. Yes, we love it. Uh, we can't... Does, wait one second. Doesn't Brody have his own uh, uh, like thing on Spotify? We he does. Yes, you ought to pull that up. Mr. Brody Wells. He is a hip-hop guy, yeah. funny enough. He actually released his own album called Father Flows. That's it. Because he, he has become a father to lovely, beautiful baby Lainey. Delaney properly, but Laney for short. Uh, let me see. What is the Spotify So you thing? can also check check him out. Yes, uh, absolutely. He's got some great tracks. Well yes. On uh, the there Spotify. He is. Yep, on Spotify. Um, be sure to do that. It Please is, and thank you. Yeah, it is I, I'm not loading right now. I'm, so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. All right, you tell Father me. Father Flozus. There you go. How do you spell Flozus? It's F-L-O-W-Z-U-S. There you go. So or if you Z. like musicals and hip-hop yes. and rap, then this is like your guy. He yeah. is a well-rounded, fantastic gentleman, Mr. Brody Weld. So thank you, Brody, for all you do for us. Way to go, Brody. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Where am I at here? Oh, right. So next week, we'll have another preview for you so you can see what is coming next. So exciting. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, be sure to check out our Facebook Instagram and Twitter pages, all at Before the Downbeat. Yes. Make sure you are liking and subscribing. Make sure you give us five-star reviews on iTunes so we get more noticed on the iTunes search charts. Please and thank you. Uh, We are still building the Patreon page, so that will come up in a later episode once we are ready to release that. Um, Autumn, where can listeners find you? Well, now I have, like, a new website. Do you? Yeah. Look at you. For my new uh, company called Little Wood Smith. All right. So it's littlewoodsmith.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also check out Little Wood Smith on Facebook and Instagram. I follow already. It's great. Little Wood Smith. I love it. Uh, or you can just check me out at Autumn Smith yep. or Autumn DM Smith uh, on Facebook and Instagram too. I love yep. followers. Follow away. <laughs> yeah. And I'm at Mackenzie Horner. At all social media forums. Uh, we would love to hear more from you. Other than that, I think I can I think we can simply say thank you again and we'll look forward to seeing you in a theater enjoying a musical. Yes. Stay cool, cool. tuned, everybody. See you next week for our preview. Bye. Bye-bye.